This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Out of way, is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're yeah. to the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Now on today's program, we're in rom-com territory as the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on. This is a movie that's uh, about 48 minutes longer than it ever deserved to be. This is <laughs> Runaway Bride. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Settle in for this uh, discussion of a romantic comedy that's uh, known to some as Runaway Bride from 1999, directed... What is the grab-ass happening? <laughs> what is going on? I'm trying to introduce Listen, okay. the show. All right. My all right. God, all right. the all right. fucking... All right. All right. Okay. Eric's okay. being okay. immature. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. Eric's Chris being very and, immature. Chris's Chris uh... stuff was touching me. <laughs> oh, my God. I will turn this fucking car around. <laughs> Directed by Gary Marshall, who's dead. Oh, man. <laughs> sure give, you know what? Give Gary Marshall an RIP. Not, I mean, it's a tough week for it because I just watched this movie. Dude, I'm sorry. I, I, I got man almost no peace. Say but... the late Gary Marshall, okay? Yeah, why should <laughs> the he, late. Why, why, why should he get an RIP and not an RIPD or a, you know, I don't know. What are some other derogatory words we use for dead people? <laughs> dead? Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, uh, he's got a new job pushing up daisies. There yeah. you go. He bought the farm. The uh-huh. rotting Gary Marshall. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, already... I bought the farm. I got a great deal on it. <laughs> he's already rotted. Don't worry, folks. He's a skeleton. I'm here with um, all these dogs upstate. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Just It's just that, like, the you know, I know he did a lot of great stuff. Sure. He did? But the more we, I look into it and I put this shit under a yeah. microscope, there's just so much hacky garbage nothing but bad it's like billy crystal times a thousand yeah i guess that's the thing is like you had to start somewhere and now that they've built that billy crystal castle (laughs) it's our job to tear it down and that's another thing too is tearing it down it should be demolished it's interesting you should say billy crystal eric because we're doing this in conjunction if you this is the summer of julie as we've said oh definitely julie julie the sun never sets on Julie. And we are doing, uh, we did Ocean's 12 uh, for some reason. We did, uh, with just Julie Roberts. We are doing uh, this episode today and also on Patreon, probably available right now. I'm not even sure. Uh, uh, America's, America's Sweethearts, Sweethearts with Billy Crystal, Julia Roberts, Catherine Zeta Jones, and John Cusack. Also, I want to mention, that's a double Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, that's your, right. Yeah, summer that's summer right. blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> the summer of CZJ, they, a lot of people. They lot definitely of hated each other during Ocean's Twelve. I'm not sure if they hated each other during America's Sweetheart. I think so. it's well. I mean, like, which one came first? Holy shit! America's Sweetheart. America's Sweetheart first. Isn't Joan Cusack in both of these movies? No, Joan Cusack is not. Ah, uh, shit. John Cusack. Ah, uh, no, I knew that. Oh, I knew that. Okay, so it's just oh, just because like, yeah, like sometimes uh, it's like they do team pop up. up. She'll a- pop up. And Cusack is in America's Sweetheart. Oh, that's believe. what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that. I'm sorry. I apologize to Ann Cusack. The weird thing about this movie, I mean, about all, it's just. I like Julia Roberts fine. I, I yeah. really do. I think that she's good in some stuff. She's not great in other stuff. She's got a great presence. Undeniably, she can hold a movie. You know she's I mean? one of those people along with like Anne Hathaway where I'm like, I don't understand why people like hate, hate them no, sure. with so much vitriol. Like but They just make stuff you don't The problem like. with Julia Roberts, though, is some of these movies, like this one specifically, uh-huh. is about how much you're supposed to love her. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't buy it. I mean, I think they should have had Eric in the role, <laughs> Eric Roberts as the runaway. How bride. is he her her biological brother? That's something that I'll never get. You got the biological sister in this movie. Who's that? Uh, she's the character. Like, I think she just goes by Elaine from Manhattan. Uh-huh. She's the receptionist at the office. Oh, that's that's Julia Roberts' sister. Who who Chris Maloney? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's, that's no, her that's s- her cousin that he. Ends that's up with. Kiki. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang wait. on a second. Let's get the genealogy. Right. Chris Maloney exactly. ends up with her cousin who lives in the Maryland town. Yes, she- that's Gary Marshall's daughter. Okay. However, someone in this movie at no. the end of the movie. You're, meets Elaine from Manhattan, and whoever the fuck Elaine oh, yeah. that person yes. meets, uh-huh. there's Elaine from Manhattan character. That's Julia Louis Dreyfus. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Julia listen. Roberts' sister. I think her name is Lisa. Okay. We pull out the family tree of Hollywood, and uh-huh. all, everyone is related. That's how you get into the business. At sure. the top, it's the fucking Illuminati. <laughs> like, seriously, everyone's related to someone. There's no way anyone can ever achieve anything. How? You have to be born into it. But I just still don't understand how they're related. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's nefarious. You, don't, you, you know, you people can have it. older siblings there, Steve. <laughs> I'm not, aren't, uh, uh, aren't Julia and Eric Roberts half-siblings? Oh, that might make sense. Are they? I don't know. I don't know. So I, I've never given less what? of a fuck, what? so I, I can't tell you. I thought I remembered hearing that at some point. Well, they, 
took one of the babies and they salted it, left it out in the sun <laughs> I to think, turn into a nice raw hide. Hey, Julie, you were, you were the queen of Alderaan. I was stuck... I was stuck in the middle of the, of the Tatooine forest. Eric Roberts. <laughs> Tatooine Dunes. Dude, Star Wars with Eric and Julia Roberts? That's yes, a, please. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen them kiss in that first movie? <laughs> this, yeah. this is awkward. We're brother and sister. I think Steve's point, though, is that how could they be related? Because clearly Eric Roberts is so handsome and Julia Roberts is a goblin. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how that works. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, um, so this. So movie, what is this movie, Steve? Uh, it's about a runaway bride, uh, a bride that cannot commit, that does the sociopathic move of jilting someone at the altar, not once, not twice, but three times prior to the movie's starting. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic there. I think that's actually pretty fucking weird and fucked up. No, no, it's it's totally sociopathic. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. cool. No, no, it's 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 a sociopathic move. I thought it was one of those Steve tones of voice where it's like, oh, oh how could they? Oh my God, society says no, no, no she's no, crazy. That, that's, she's that's, that's crazy. I mean, like, okay. <laughs> to be engaged and break off a bunch of engagements, that's like something that can happen and that's just sure that you know you make some mistakes. Look, you, you find out the guy's a child molester. What are you gonna <laughs> do? You gotta call it off. But to Plan three separate weddings and then subsequently jilt each one of these fuckers at the altar seconds before. Mm-hmm. That's a they fetish. Were, they were all child molesters. <laughs> each, she just had a she had a type. All right. I guess so, man. But uh, well, it, one becomes a priest. That's clear. Yeah, he went for his passion. Yes. One likes the Grateful Lowe. Dead. Hello. Yeah, exactly. What do you think they do at those shows? Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> No, what, like was the, what, was the, what was the third guy? What, 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 oh, he was just kind of. He was oh, a, he's, entomologist he's an entomologist. Or yeah, okay. That's they a had fancy like a Blair Witch child. wedding. I don't know what it was, or like it was just a bunch of like <laughs> he, you were in the forest. They, like, yeah, they kill a kid in that. <laughs> There's just like a bunch of he, trees. He put it in a bee or something. I think the deal is when they were supposed to say their vows. Now the ceremony never got to this point. When they said their vows at the start of each of them, they went. Wow! <laughs> and a, a butterfly came out of their mouth, and they had to cut it open. And uh, inside yeah. of that Got was it. a little scroll <laughs> that had the vows written. That's on beautiful. It. Uh, yeah. Somebody loved him. Somebody, <laughs> honeysuckle. <Yeah. laughs> oh, this is care. Do you think Clarice Starling fucks that guy with the googly eyes after the events? Of... Absolutely not. Yes, absolutely not. No, no I think that they're, they're flirting that whole movie, dude. No, she's being polite. <laughs> I don't know, man. She, I've always thought this about that scene. She is being more than polite because she needs this fucking information and you don't want to upset these nerds. But, 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 I think Bulldog does get into it with her, her friend there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're both at that party at the end. That's the thing. The, the information has been gotten. He's around. He's like, dude, I'm dating a 24-year-old FBI agent. Not bad for a googly-eyed dude. <laughs> Paul Lazar is Paul that Lazar. actor's name. Uh, I, uh, I gave him a ride home one time. Nice. <laughs> no joke. Did you? Oh. Did, were you polite or did you, <laughs> did you have sex with him? Uh, neither. I dropped him uh, at an F stop in Long Island City and drove away never to see him again. Oh, dang. Yeah. So you said uh, you were talking about uh, Julia, Roberts. Julia Roberts and like this movie specifically, like her having to be loved. Sure. That I feel is a lot of her romantic comedy specifically. Yeah. Like Notting Hill, even I feel is that. Well, because she's like a celebrity in that, right? That's the idea. Yeah, like she, right. and like, that makes sense, sort of. But this is just like she's the small town, and everybody, everybody just sits around talking about her all all day long. I well, think like, that, well, that's what she wants. That's why she keeps breaking it off. She yeah. wants to be the talk of the town. And this is, I think, the biggest like 
red flag cautionary thing for me. I could never live in a town like this. Everybody up each other's oh, asshole oh, about man. everything. Like this chick farts, <laughs> you know, or heaven forbid has diarrhea in a yeah. restaurant. And the whole town's talking about it for a month. Specifically but f- her father, who's going to tell everybody well, about see, it. Any fucking ear that's got it. Well, Paul that, Dooley's just a wretched drunk in this movie. That, <laughs> that's the thing about the small, t- small town that you grow up in, that your fucking parents are still there. And yes. then everyone, everyone went to high school with you. That's why everyone's talking about you. If you're just blowing through town, no one really gives a but shit. But I, I don't know. I think it's about her specifically. I feel like Joan Cusack could fucking light herself on fire in town square and then be like, oh, you know, that was Julia Roberts' friend, right? <laughs> that you know what I mean? Like obnoxious uh, barbershop quartet would just go, goodbye. <laughs> so we open on Richard Gere, actually, who is a columnist uh, for, for the- USA Today. This Dude. movie pretends like everyone is just like, oh, USA Today. Let me, let me just here's, yeah, and peel here's, it open. Here's the thing. They wrote this script, and in the script, I'm almost certain of this, it was the New York Times, <laughs> it has to be, or the Post. Yeah. You know, well, he's supposed—he's clearly supposed to be Ross Douthat. Like that's just his type. <laughs> but they couldn't get the licensing, and it was like, oh my god, so much of this revolves around this newspaper. And USA Today was like, hey, you ever uh, stand in a Days in lobby at nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning? That's where you can find our newspaper. We'll license out our uh, logo to you. Do sure, they, what the hell? Do they even have columnists? I don't, I'm, sure, I I'm sure they do. I, I mean, well, I, that I paper's been rebooted more than Star Wars, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But he play. He's like a male rights activist. Yeah, his like column Ross is that like male Dude, Yeah, if this, if he was on, if this movie was set today, this dude would be a terror on Twitter. This, I, oh, whatever definitely. his name is, yeah. he would be an absolute nightmare on Twitter. His columns are all like probably like, okay, what, here's how you be a pickup artist. All right, you gotta neg him. All right. <laughs> No, There's, like you, you do, you say something negative, and then you make them buy you a drink. Give look, me money, USA Today. <laughs> liberal women need to have sex with sex with incels, or we're gonna have Trump for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, a, yeah, he would have a very long screed about how how to make uh, uh, mandatory sex, sex, whatever, yes. whatever that nonsense is. He'd be well into mandatory that. sex, whatever that was. Holy fuck! Oh yeah, that decree. mandatory monogamy or something like that. I forget what it was. It it's, was it, it was something about that. Like like every single person should be paired up and like forced to fuck in these like FEMA camps or wherever we're going. Not so bad for Eric Roberts. <laughs> he's a st- now, you now you have to have sex with me. Oh yeah, he's like a stud on one of these ranches, right? <laughs> I came to collect. How cool would it be if all those people just immediately uh, spontaneously combusted? Oh, that'd be awesome. That like be you wonderful. just like you wake up one morning and there's a little like Apple News note on your phone and it's like, hey, all those pieces of shit. Set you, on fire. Uh, yeah, you're asking for a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings to be set on fire. <laughs> you know what? Take the chain down with it. I don't care. I read today something about... I like the oh, garlic about, Parmesan wings. About, <laughs> Ew. You're Fem- disgusting. You know what? Feminism destroyed those. Because <laughs> I also read that some guy on Twitter was like, feminism destroyed, like killed my family because... Oh, I with, saw this. Without, without feminism, I would have had children by now. I would have had... No, 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 no. I would have had... I would have five, had right? five yes. children by yes. now. Yes. By you the way, what? this dude said he was 30 years old. Five kids at 30 kill me dead. What well, is this, fucking little women? What are you having five kids by 30 for? Jesus Christ. Seven brothers for seven brides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
I mean, dude, so, that's cut to all those incels dancing on logs and fucking throwing women through the air. <laughs> we kidnap them. We kidnap them. We kidnap them all over. See, they would see if they. That's the thing. It's like if they could learn to dance or a skill, yeah, like lumberjackery. Anything. So that's what uh, Richard Gere's problem is. He's like he's an MRA. We start. He's like he's he's blocked. His column is due in a couple of hours, and everyone in town knows them. They're like, Hey, Ike, how's it going? Your last column sucked. Oh, Ike, dude, I love see, you. See, that's a, that's another thing. You said the small town shit you couldn't stand. This New York City is a fucking small town. No, and that's what's obnoxious. This is fucking fake as anything. Yeah. In this, are you kidding me? I walk outside. I don't say shit to anybody, and nobody says shit to me. Yes. That's how that works yeah. in this town. Nobody nobody has a personal relationship with the asshole selling bootleg t-shirts on the sidewalk. First line out, it's he walks out, and a construction guy yeah. yes. is, doesn't say, hey, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, your column sucks. Yeah, this construction worker wasn't busy catcalling a woman walking by. Did he say it sucks? Because then he's then he's correct. Because like we also hear some of his fucking column that's oh just my like God. I traffic in female archetypes. There's like the spinster yes. and the woman on the subway with the perfume and blah, 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 and here's blah. why I'm right about everything. Well, he blah, says blah, blah, it's, blah, blah, it's like the mother, the whore, yeah, it's like, oh, yes, the virgin. It, yep. It's I mean, it's crazy because this movie needs to end with Richard Gere back in New York. He's waiting hung. for the six train, right? Yeah, and he's just standing there. And then, like, boop, brain aneurysm. He falls forward in front of a train oh, and is yes. killed. Directed by Gary Marshall. <laughs> it credits. Let's go. Um, so then he becomes a horny angel. Okay, you're gonna want to see the sequel. So he goes to a bar to sort of get. That's where he gets his ideas, I guess. He's like hitting on Celia Ward for a little while. Celia Ward in like Celia Ward was Celia Ward by this point. Yeah. yeah. And this happens multiple times in this movie, and I don't understand what's going on. Celia Ward, who was an established actor by this point, mm-hmm. uh uncredited, and she's just lady in bar. What are we doing? I think it's just because they want to be part of this Julie movie. It's like Gary Martin. It's like it's the new it was the new pretty woman, and right, like right, I'll right. have a little but bit it's, in it's, that. It's not like it's Altman. Like no, you, you, I, you, I, I, I know. fucking Celia Ward. She I mean Maybe I she's ca- a big Happy Days fan. I think she <laughs> probably was supposed to be a character that comes back in the end. She is back in the end, actually. Is for she? A se- like, I, for, it, like, when okay. they're all like celebrating yeah. in the bar in the I mean We'll go all over because who cares about this movie? At the end of the movie, they get married and like word goes round the globe that that they got married and they cut to this bar and like fucking uh, Larry Miller, also uncredited in this film as the bartender, is like, uh, and he's been in other Gary Marshall movies, uh, is like, hey, they got married and the whole bar goes ape shit, including Seal Award, who's just standing there. Who cares? Also, by the way, their final wedding, that is the very end of the movie, is it's like bookended because I forgot about this. This movie opens with her riding the horse in the the, the, dress. We we were wondering about this at the end of Rambo 3. There are many wedding horses in this movie. (laughs) Several, I would say. Oh my, yeah. uh, Michael Shannon has to get them all over an Afghani mountain in order to, (laughs) in order for her to ride them for all of her weddings. The end of this movie should be Julia Roberts being pulled apart by horses. Like each one of each one of her jilted lovers has a limb. And they, they and Richard all... Richard Gere, it was all a setup. He's smoking a cigarette in the background. He's like, yeah, that's what you get for being a woman. They each, <laughs> they each painted their names on the horses. <laughs> and they all slap their asses and she gets tore asunder. Uh, so she, he runs into this guy. He's like, oh, my God, I'm blocked from my column. He runs into this guy. Uh, 
Reg Rogers, I think this, this actor is. I, I don't know. I, I saw, uh, Chelsea told me that he was on Friends for he's, a fashion. He was on Friends. He's, I, I just saw him on Broadway, actually. He does good. the almost the exact same thing in Primal Fear. Well, he he does this like it's it's a cartoon drunk. It's like a pink yep. elephant. Yep. Which yeah. way did the place to go? It's I'm fucking so Arthur. Drunk. Yes, exactly. Arthur three yeah. dead in the gutter. Does does this movie need a plot? <laughs> I got a plot for you, Richard. Ridge, here, right here. There's the lady. Ridge Ruffles, you got to go broader with your comedy. Go broader. They don't know. The people don't know you're drunk. Watch the Looney Tunes with the little frog that sings. That's the drunk I want you to okay. be. Animaniacs. You understand what I'm saying? Animaniacs. Do the animaniacs. Look, I need a hiccup and I need red eyes. That's what I'm going to need from you. All right. Here's your motivation. You're a cartoon mouse. <laughs> And you're having a great afternoon burrowing through wheels of cheese. And then, uh-oh, what's that? A wheel of wine cheese? Now you're drunk. Go. You are officially cartoon mouse drunk. So that's what this guy is. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. He kind of tells a story about, like, this. there's this woman in, in Maryland that, you know, has and he says like she's uh jilted seven different people right this is what she does she this is what she does blah 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 so and like and you know richard gears is just a columnist so he's like got it and he goes and he tip types away and he <laughs> writes this big column about it the weird thing is he puts her name in it which is odd like he puts his, her name and where she was from Why? it should just be like if you're just doing like a, a broad column about what like how much you hate women it should be like there is a woman in wherever or in this country that's Jilted all these people, and that right. and that's synonymous with blah 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 blah, right. and that's the end of it. And he wouldn't have gotten fired, and we wouldn't have had a movie. But also, this is on Rita Wilson, who's his editor, who's like who puts this in the paper and doesn't fact check it. What? Nobody. And then she fires him. Yes. Exactly. Nobody edits. Like I, she's like the editor in chief. She seems to be like at the head of it, but like he doesn't even have. Like somebody just to pass it off to to be like, hey, does this look right? Yeah, like a copy editor no, or no, something. See, no, see, newspapers they're made like this. You like you write your article, you go to the Xerox machine, and you <laughs> press ten thousand. <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mister Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you could lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the Rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Movies. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. That's it. And then you just throw them on the press. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this comes out and it's Also big... this dude, I'm sorry, because it happens twice in this movie. The first time is this drunk guy. He goes, they call her the runaway bride. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> I think we get like four instances of the title. I only counted two. I think there's because there's one later uh, when well because two from him. Yeah, and then I think one from Richard Gere, uh-huh. and then I'm forgetting and every the last time one. I paused it. I oh, saw it again. on the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this comes out, and Ju- we cut to actually Julie Roberts. She's working in a hardware store, and she's like. Really funny fake USA Today, by, by the way, guys. Because everyone wakes up and reads the USA Today. This it is was, the funniest it, part of this movie. It was more popular at one time. No, it was, but, for sure. But, but just the notion that it's splashed across every kitchen counter in America. And they're like, well, oh. you know what? Back to the Future also predicted that USA Today would take over the world. They absolutely <laughs> did. You're right. And she's like, oh, ni- real funny, you guys. Nice fake bachelorette party joke about Which, me being the runaway bride. What a lame bachelorette party joke. <laughs> I mean, okay. And uh, she finds out it's real. She faints. She winds up writing him a letter. Everyone has really turgid, sweaty prose in this fucking movie. Wow, mm-hmm. turgid. Great yeah, that's word. right. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it really annoyed me. So, Tur- turd. Turd. Turded. Turd gent. <laughs> and it's like Richard Gere's a turd gentleman. <laughs> he gets called into his editor's office, editor's Reed Wilson, and her husband uh, is a Hector Elizondo wearing a rug for some reason. Oh, because I guess it was that was I to, don't know. that was to make it look like he could marry Rita Wilson, maybe a little bit, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Although it, you know what, the end of the movie where he's in the suit. And yeah. he still has this piece on and whatnot, and he's standing with this like cold glare, just staring out into this church. The thought I had was, at that moment anyway, probably not anymore. Uh, Hector Elizondo could have totally played Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. he's got the fucking Lecter haircut, kind of. Mm-hmm. I also, love it's, him. He's so great. He is I, great. I, I like. I love, yeah. love Hector Elizondo. That's what have. makes a lot of these horrendous Gary Marshall movies, uh, you know, work. Uh, you can stomach them as Hector Elizondo pops I just, up. I just find it so funny because he played the detective in American Gigolo, right? 
Yes. And I that like so, to yeah. have him like this relationship with him now. Totally. It's, it's just, weird. It's just strange. Uh, it's important to note also that Rita Wilson and uh, Richard Gere are ex-husband and wife. And Hector Elizondo is not only best buds with Richard Gere, uh, but now married to Rita Wilson. So yeah. figure Can all I that shit out. Can I get that movie instead? That <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot more interesting to me. <laughs> eliminate the small town shit. Yep. Keep it a New York movie. Look. Look, Hector, I got a piece. You should have a piece. <laughs> Doesn't it just make sense? So they wind up. Uh, so he gets fired. Yes. And, you know, um, he Hector Elizondo, because he's so good friends with him, he's like, hey, man, I, I work for GQ sometimes. If you go out there and write a rebuttal piece, you can get your job back or like you'll make a lot of money and it'll be great. And he's yeah. like, that the beginning of the movie should be Richard Gere, cub reporter or Richard Gere reporter is investigating the runaway bride. You cut out 25 minutes of this movie Absolutely. and you make him less of an unlikable piece of shit. The beginning of the movie, he is a monster. And that shit doesn't uh, filter or trickle down through the rest of the movie. He stops having that attitude like, Almost immediately. Yes. Like, it's completely dropped once he gets to this town. So what is the point of making me suffer for the first 25 minutes of this movie? And he says he's going to get a, a cover story on GQ? That's a hell of a bet, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're just, just, like, taking Elizondo at his word. It would be one thing if it was, like, Hector Elizondo's character is, like, the editor-in-chief at this magazine. Yes. But instead, it's like, I sometimes freelance for them. What <laughs> fucking pull do you this have? would have maybe done some numbers on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Cover of GQ. Give me a fucking break. Oh, man, give me that modern version where he's oh, just like, man. there's only five types of women. Here's a listicle of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, give me the BuzzFeed and version. And then everybody forgets about it in a Sponsored week. Sponsored by over. Pepsi. <laughs> and um, so he goes out there. Uh, he goes to Maryland, which they're pretending is like, I don't know, fucking... Arkansas. I don't. No, here's the thing, because you were talking about yeah. this, and we were we were thinking about it. Like parts of Maryland sure. back right up to fucking West Virginia. That's like, true. Yeah. It, it gets out there, man. Yeah, it's it gets true. out there. I'm sure it's you know the things weirder the we, yeah, the more West Virginia park. Find, you can find like you know hicks and these al caves of hicks and weirdos <laughs> in any state you sure know? Yeah. yeah you go up, up to western new york, new york yeah yeah um, oh we got them here the fucking hinterlands of new jersey even like oh, you go to like the pennsylvania border dude, you will fucking, see some fucking confederate flags yeah like, what are we talking jason, about new jason, jersey and yeah had, jason Voorhees country and haven't you ever been to east hawaii <laughs> <laughs> well actually hawaii is very nice um <laughs> and so he goes out there it's a exception and he's like trying to pass himself off as somebody else Else, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I hadn't seen this in a while, and I remembered nothing about it. I was certain that the movie was like doing the he lies about his identity until the end of the movie, and it's an, uh, that's the was it all a bet situation. Boy, yeah, boy, that would make more sense than all this fucking right? nonsense. It's immediately diffused because they. They are daily subscribers to USA Today and have his picture right there. But the funny thing is, like the the movie never does a good enough job of uh, many things, but of <laughs> why Julia Roberts or anyone in the town puts up with this dude. Yeah, because he's a jerk. Like he's a jerk. He makes fun of people to their faces. Well, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> apparently it's such a idyllic small town that like people are like, well, we can't be. You know, 
He's, he's our guest in the town. We can't be rude. For, I, he's an outsider. I think also, though, part of that, it's not... Well, it is like he's a guest, but also he's a big celebrity God. kind of a thing. Because like, that's what well, like the grandmother's I, like fallen over herself trying to entertain I, him. I got a feeling like a Dogville feeling here. <laughs> oh, I like that. That like he came in and like the it was an idyllic small town. They're all together, but slowly but surely he asked them and they all these fucking grievances yeah, that yeah. just fucking pushed to the surface. <laughs> you know it'd be awesome actually if this movie ended with like Richard Gere comes out of the bed and breakfast and he's like gonna go to it. He's been invited to dinner by Paul Dooley or something, sure. right? He exits the bed and breakfast and uh, he he goes and he's like crossing the town square and he sees a line of like ten townspeople mm. just standing there staring at him and he's like oh hey everybody how's it going and then like they point at him and he turns around and all of a sudden instantly there's another line of like ten people and he's like oh hey, hey guys how's it going and then they start like walking closer toward him and they form a circle uh-huh. around him. And he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? And then this barbershop quartet starts singing. Uh-huh. And then all these people stone him to death. <laughs> I was going to say. And it's a weird, like, outsider. I, would like, love I, was, I was thinking it's going to be a Wicker Man ending. If James Caan <laughs> shows up. Yeah. And he's there. And he picks up Nicole Kidman and then takes care of the rest of the town. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for that. <laughs> But like literally, like when when they get married at the end, and like he, he she she like and the like Christopher Maloney's there for some reason. Like, what is he doing there? And like they just start they grab him, and then they fucking drag him out to town, town square and, and burn him on a pyre. Totally. Uh, I need a few more pig children if that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, you could find some pig children. Can we talk about the children in this movie? I'm sure I didn't notice any pig children. But you didn't notice the terrifying, twisted, weird thing with all the kids in this oh, movie. There's a lot of twins. Twins and triplets out the ass in this, mm. and it's freaking me the fuck out just thinking about it's it. It's my fetish. <laughs> Apparently, at least according to the Tribune, Gary Marshall said like he noticed in populations of small towns there was a larger number what is of this triplets fucking and weird, twins. Gary? Mary what Marshall, are you talking about? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. It's welcome a children back of the to, situation. Welcome back to Gary Marshall's eugenics. <laughs> it's yes. so weird. You've like sent this- away for this tape, and here it is. <laughs> there are eight more tapes on the way, so I hope you really like eugenics. This is how you turn your town into a pig farm. All right? <laughs> Well, by pig farm, I mean a twin city. Garrett, by Garrett. twin city, I mean twins. Thank you for allowing me to advertise in Soldier of Fortune magazine. <laughs> Gary Marshall is hosting the video at the end of Get Out. <laughs> yes. If you are watching this video, it means you got the coupon in USA Today. <laughs> So uh, he goes uh, to Joan Cusack's store to sort of uh, a hair salon. That's where Julia Roberts is. She just kind of hangs out there and like he's pretending to be somebody else. But this is where they dye his hair a really funny color. Oh, yeah. All sorts of colors. Mm-hmm. And he kind of lets his intentions be known because they, you know, like, hey, look, lady, you ruined my life. You ruined, you know, you got me fired and you messed up my hair. So I'm going to write a hit piece on you and I'm going to find out everything about you and make you look like shit. Yep. And she's like, well, I'll marry you by the end of this movie. <laughs> Don't Sounds about right. I'll marry this guy. <laughs> so uh, moving along, like everywhere she goes, he winds up being there. First of which, she is getting married to Chris Chris Maloney, a young Chris Maloney. Yeah, I mean, at, at, fresh at, off of Oz, ah. probably just doing SVU at as, this point. SVU started in 99. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's that era Maloney. And the problem is also Maloney, they never make him, they try, like, make him kind of a dunce. 
uh, a coachy kind of dunce yeah. kind of a he's guy, a gym like gym teacher. But it's it never fits because he's too nice and too charming. So you're like, why why would you dunk? That's well, true. I've never known a coach or gym teacher to ever be kinder. Yeah, exactly. Like he's <laughs> very nice to her. In anyone, well, yeah. that. They they don't really decide if they want him to be funny or not. Yeah, like, that's kind of like which I, is so dumb because Christopher Maloney has hilarious. one of the best uh, examples of comedic timing you can find. Sure, he's and he's a lot of fun in this. I movie. just got I just got a flashback to my small town gym teacher. Oh shit, Mr. V, uh-huh. um, who who uh, <laughs> secretly dated a student. Oh, nice. ours didn't. It was not so secret. <laughs> well, no, no. This becomes not a secret because after she graduated, then they like officially got together, and wow, he was just allowed to still be a gym teacher. Wow, good thing he wasn't Mister VD. Uh, I think he probably was. What about your gym teacher? Did this guy was having sex with students? He was having a <laughs> the, uh, gym teacher. The, the football coach. I forget his name. Well, don't say uh, it here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall that. I recall there was a history teacher who was fucking around with a couple students. Oh, or that, that, okay. I didn't remember no gym teacher. We, 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 we have to talk we about went this to Caligula High. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we should write a column about this <laughs> about gym teachers. Yeah, and just put, our, put, people, put people's real names in the column. Exactly. Just use it. Don't fact check anything. USA Today. Eric, pick that shit up in two seconds. Call BuzzFeed. We got this going. Yes, We're ready now. BuzzFeed article. On sexual gym teachers. Would you like that? <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> so she winds up going back home where she lives with her dad. Uh, her mother is dead. Uh, this is where we meet Chris Maloney. And like Richard Gere is there. He's charming the pants off of everybody. Yep. And her dad is a fall down fucking drunk. Absolutely. And it's never really. They it's play kind it, of awesome. It, it is kind of awesome. <laughs> I, this is what I want to end up as. They play it for laughs, but then they also kind of play the seriousness of it. Yeah. But at the end, he doesn't get the help he needs. He does <laughs> not. It's so funny because like Julia Roberts and Richard Gere are then like moving him from this bar to his truck, and uh, you know they they have a car. He has a car. I thought Richard Gere was going to drive him, him to home his house. Yeah. with yeah. this car. They would be totally work. And he's just like, hey. Let him cool off in the truck and let's go for a ride together. Like, oh, leave him his car keys. Leave this fucking yeah, passed out drunk yeah. his well, car keys. That's the thing. I was like, did they take those keys? Like, mm-hmm. sure, sleep it off in a car, but make sure you take those car keys. So we meet you. Know, we meet him. He's like, oh yeah, he gave me an extra bottle of wine. So I'm telling him all these stories about you, ah, Julius. Yes. <laughs> I love this small town bar that's just like a fucking like general store yeah. slash bar, and it's just like, yeah, dude, just fucking end your life. Well, he hangs out there, but this is like they're at his house. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. right. Like Paul Dooley's just sitting there, like in his, his the chair that he's been sitting in for fifty years. Oh, and he let has- me tell you about when Julie got her period. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going. <laughs> He's got and he's got tapes of every single wedding what that is didn't that? happen. Why he's, are you keeping the tapes? All, he's well, keeping the all, tapes and he's editing them together to yeah. be all one master tape. It's a super cut. Well, that's the weird thing is she and Paul Dooley kind of reveals himself here. He's like, we always say that Julie isn't the isn't uh, Hale's running longest running joke, but she certainly is the fastest. And like that's his gag, and that's fine. Him and it's a real. You want to talk about Dogville? This is dark shit. Yeah, and he's the like, boys hey. down at the Elks Lodge love that one. Let me tell I, you, I, I make I make them tapes. I make all my buddies the tapes. Did you know, Richard Gere, if you hook up two VCRs, <laughs> you could make a dub and just like edit it together like that? Did you bring a case of this wine or is this the only <laughs> bottle you got here? <laughs> Why would you keep the tapes? People like looking at him. 
But no, people he, like it when I play the tape. Eric is correct that he edited these into one master tape. Unless somehow it was a thing. Where I, like, I like watching my little girl go through it every time because oh, look the at wedding the pain. Because oh. the wedding was so short, he was like, "Well, the tape was only up to like forty minutes." He's like, "Well, I guess I'll use the same tape for the second wedding." Oh and I don't want to tape over the first yeah. wedding. It'll just be- and then it goes to Hogan's Heroes reruns at the end. <laughs> But I was going to say, he does more than just editing together. He's doing some creative fucking touches here. Because <laughs> the first one is the Grateful Dead idiot. Yes. And we should. And so this is Deadhead Bob. Deadhead Bob. This guy is played by the actor who was one half of the uh, tough guy gay couple on Seinfeld. Yes. I get him mixed up with Frank Grillo a lot. Yeah, he looks like Frank Grillo. I mean, Frank Grillo is obviously 15 uh, years but, younger. Yeah, but. Yeah, but yes. So, so that's this dude. So. And- their whole wedding is that they're like, he's playing fucking sugar magnolias and all this. Yeah. And so Julia Roberts goes up and the priest is about to come up here. She runs away, but her dad put the like, <laughs> when she's leaving, you can clearly hear that there's like this like escape music going on. And I was like, man, he must have had a night with this. No, thing. I go to the local school. They do. They teach film production there. And I'm like, yep. hey, guys, can you have some fun with this. Hey, 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 kids, humiliate my daughter. <laughs> can you add stuff on? Like, can I put, like, some bunny ears on her or something? Can I get, like, a slide whistle going when she want, runs away? So, yeah, but uh, Chris, uh, Richard, I mean, look, it's a humiliating night for Julia Roberts, one of many. Uh, Richard Gere steals the tape. He watches the tape. The first one is the deadhead wedding. She runs, she runs off with another guy, right? Like... She jumps in the back of some dude's motorcycle. Motorcycle, yes. And she's like, get me out of here. The second one is like a churchy wedding kind of a thing. This with, is Donald Logue. And uh, what happens is uh, he, she runs away, and like this little kid, the, the ring bearer is holding onto her veil. Right. That's a lot of fun. And he's dragged like 10 country <laughs> miles. Oh, she killed the kid. Like, yeah, well, and she definitely. runs so fast, and she goes out to traffic, and oh my God, it's like the beginning of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like the end of Die Hard. I <laughs> killed a kid. <laughs> it's also, there's a weird gag here. You know, like Gary Marshall was like, come on, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Like the kid stands up. And what does he say here? He's like, wow, what a bitch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's you're just, you're fucking slapping my knees. And then the third wedding is the, the Blair Witch wedding, which I call it, which is when she <laughs> runs off on the horse, which is the beginning of the movie. But like the weird thing is it, it, it's never actually addressed. A, why she does this. It's like they yeah. kind of say like they get to the point where like, oh, she never really found herself. And she only realizes that when she's walking down the aisle. B, why have a big wedding at all? Like the first wedding was a failure. That's fine. Yep. Second that's, wedding, uh, let's just do a fucking town hall, dude. I guess here's the thing. It depends upon who's picking up the tab, right? Because yes. like well, well, Paul Dooley's we're picking told, up the tab. That's the thing. We're, we are told that it's a Paul Dooley all three of these times. If it was so a thing where ruined. it was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I guess that's why he's drinking. So much. That's why he's got a drinking issue. That if it was a it. thing where it was like this is Deadhead it. Bob's wedding, it fucked up. Second time, it was like Donald Logue's parents were like, you know what? Our son's never been married. Yes. We want this to be a nice thing. We'll pitch in. I can see that. Yeah. But Paul Dooley specifically says that he's shelled out for all three of these weddings. This, this is the ten. Th- this is the hundred thousand dollar tape. All right, okay. <laughs> you cost me a hundred thousand dollars to make all those yeah, weddings. Me and Ted down at the liquor warehouse got <laughs> awfully close during all those weddings. Oh God. <laughs> 
you might be right, Eric. This is what he's doing. It's it's all he's gonna submit this to America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. He is <laughs> smart guy. He's waiting for it. That's how I'm gonna recoup it, man. <laughs> you think someone getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> could beat me getting financially ruined over a decade? <laughs> but isn't the biggest prize on America's Funniest Home Videos like ten thousand dollars? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Make yeah. up for the deadhead wedding, at least. Is that still on the air? America's yes, funniest there's, there's some version. Sort of that thing will never die. die. Is it still Alfonso Ribeiro's doing I mean, it? Is yeah. it like or maybe, Tom Bergeron? Or no, something? he's long gone. Oh, yeah, is he, he dead? No, he he's hasn't a, been doing it in oh, years. It's been Alfonso be Ribeiro from... Uh, Fresh Prince. So wait, did she? Did she have? Did she get marriage license each time? That's before? a great question too. Like, like usually, ooh. you are legally married by the time you actually get yeah. married. You know what I mean? Like that. Uh, well, it's a weird like you have the you have the form and whatnot, and then like at least this is the way we did it. You like you go and you get in. it, and then like it's signed and shit. Like at but, it was signed oh, and, the, shit, and then like, the witnesses at, and all that. And stuff. then you, oh, you okay. mail it. Yeah, and yeah, then, okay. Um, but the thing is, I mean, like it's just it's like, and I totally understand this happening once. Like maybe you freak out, but like to do it three times and like. She's so flippant about it. And every time, like, so the next movement of the movie is uh, gear tracking down all these dudes. Right. And it seems like it's the first time she's talking to them since the wedding. And it's the first time she's, like, apologizing. Like, the fuck is going on? And it's a small... You probably see these people every week. All of the time. Every, all the time. Every day. And she would turn into, like, Eartha Kitt from Ernest Scared Stupid in reality. <laughs> She would have just been banished right. from the fucking house and be making her fucking art projects yeah. in her lawn. A bunch of garbage on her front lawn. Yeah. So Donna Logue becomes a Catholic priest. She goes to confession and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, 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 about, you know, totally ruining your life. He's like, well, you didn't ruin my life. It was God's plan. Well, that's, he, he gets like, her off the hook real quick. Yeah. Well, he credits her with, like, you know, directing him towards his true calling or whatever. And I wanted to be like, no, 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 like <laughs> it's you still owe this lady a fuck you. Mm, yeah, uh, oh, it, I, it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> there I, is. I, 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 I don't want to hear about it not stinging. There's actually a great line though, where Donald Logue's like, well, first he's like, uh, first of all, you're not even Catholic, so you shouldn't be here. Yeah, and so they, they. <laughs> Dude, do you think that was like a like a point in their relationship anyway? Like, oh, you won't convert? Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then and then like by the end of this conversation, he's like, and by the way. Like I mentioned, you are not a Catholic. If you choose to convert, take your confession with Father Tim and don't ever fucking talk to me again. <laughs> Dude, of, course, of course. It's kind of the politest way a non-Italian priest could tell you to go fuck yourself. Because also, you know, the, the big gag is like, oh man, look at this silly newspaper and it's all about Julia Roberts. She was ruined by this article. But these three other dudes are like, oh fuck, this is back in the news again. And they're like, hey, Father Tim, remember when you got fucking fucked over by that lady? Yes, I do. Why, yes, I do. Yes, thank you very much. Hey, you, Deadhead you're not... Bob, you're a loser for several reasons, but remember that time you got left at the altar fuck face? Yeah, I'm never going to forget it. Never going to forget it. <laughs> but that's why that third dude, he was like, also, I was just blowing through town. He was like doing some sort of scientific research or yeah. whatever. Like, he's he doesn't the drunk. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. The drunk from the beginning of the movie is this third Because fiance. his life is duly ruined. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, at least for he real doesn't. Ruin. At least he doesn't have to see these people every yeah, day. Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, he was smart. He moved to New York and just became a fucking barfly. Yeah, that's the move. <laughs> that that's is the, the dream. smartest move. That's what we all did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, so then he goes to Deadhead Bob, and Deadhead Bob is a mechanic, and like uh, they're just talking, and like, and this is when like Richard Gere is there, and he's making fun of t this guy to his face because uh, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Bob, isn't that really cool?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, it is." It's like. Don't it's you all, know, but I mean, I know you're stoned. You know, well, Bob? it's that it's that fucking 
tired as fuck. Like, oh, you listen to the Grateful Dead? <laughs> and this dude's like, I just like music, man. But that's what the movie's doing. But yeah. again, he's doing it to his face. Like, you know, oh, yeah. get the fuck out of my place. Because it's like, I'm this fucking, you know, big, you know, columnist so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And you're just a fucking I'm small th- town, quote-unquote, loser that works I'm in an auto body big shop. big fired writer. <laughs> <laughs> big yeah. shot fired writer. <laughs> I want to rewind quickly just to highlight a moment where Richard Gere goes to her beauty parlor or uh-huh. whatever, Curl Up and Die, yeah. which is a good name. Um, well, it's uh, it, it appears in several films. Most notably, that's where Carrie Fisher works in the Blues Brothers. Oh, really? There's a Curl Up and Die there, and that's a great. couple other movies have it. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good funny it's a, name. It's a nice gag. Yeah. It, it somewhere um, in Bob's Burgers, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a it's a joke. Bob's Burgers was made for yes. probably. <laughs> So um, when when he's first introduced in this small town, they dye his hair yes. rainbow yeah. colored, and it's like like a fuck you clown move, which is nice. <laughs> but but then somehow, and this is like science fiction, maybe, or maybe they didn't um, permanently dye his yeah, hair, maybe but they wa- it just like washes out. Oh, like, he's like uh, he goes to some dude, and he's like, "Where can I get shampoo extra strength?" I was like, "What?" That's not how that works. And no, also, like, yeah, no. you wouldn't get your like Richard Gear white hair back or whatever. Yeah, it would be like bleached and weird or something for a while. I've, he should have shaved his head. <laughs> oh my god, the rest of this movie is just bald. Yeah, that'd be something. Instead of the fucking silver fox we're presented with, by the way, his hair looks great in this movie. Yeah, oh my god, he looks fantastic. A hunk with silver hair, get out of here. By the way, sign of the times, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the guy who runs the motel. He shows her her oh, room yes, yes. and then just puts on like a VR headset. He puts on a Virtual Boy, my friend. Oh, Nintendo's Virtual Boy. Was. Virtual Wait, is Boy. This, is this they have, they have sex with this thing? Like a <laughs> demolition man? No, I just played some boring tennis on it one time. There was a Star Fox thing, I think, too. Hey, Nintendo, you're trying to make a new system happen, huh? I'll feature it in my movie for half of a second. The what old, if a horny lover put it on his head? How about that? <laughs> the old martial touch. That means that old people will know about it. <laughs> I. Everybody ever play a virtual boy? I did once. I yeah. did. Yeah. No, I've never even heard of it. I played it, but uh, it was a thing. Remember, you could rent systems yes. from Blockbuster. Yes, that's a, yeah. That's what we did, but like it didn't have this head strap on like this kid's got. It was just like on a tripod, uh-huh. so you had to either like sit with it at a table. Yes. Or like uh, you know, like lay on your belly, like on the floor, and like put your face into it. It's how how did that fail? Is the question? <laughs> that, I don't know. I'll never know. <laughs> you know what people? You know what's great about virtual reality? Re- remaining perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Just, just like real life. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like you and like the, what we're getting from this is like she's also. Uh, she had adapted to each one of her boyfriends or each one of her fiancés, yeah. specifically so much so that she uh, liked whatever eggs that they liked. And this is kind of like a line from Richard Gere, too, right? It's yes. kind of like a joke. Like, how, how does she like her eggs in the morning? Because I'm going to fuck her. Because, <laughs> hey, I'm going to yeah. cook her fucking breakfast. Oh. <laughs> well, this is what he starts to, and like he goes to a diner where her and Bob, who's uh, Chris Maloney, are eating, and this is when he also realized, like, she, you know, Bob gets an egg white almond with mushrooms. She gets the same thing. Yeah. 
And like, this is when he actively starts flirting with her in front of this guy. And this guy's just like, hey, this is cool. This is what's what? fucked up, too, because God damn it, dude, it is a 1999 Chris Maloney against a 1999 Richard yeah. Gere. Richard Gere should be scared of this guy. Like, <laughs> this character needs to be, like, I, they position it like he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like, because so, he's not like an asshole. So it's not like so. This is what's weird, though, is like, he should be more of an asshole so that when Richard Gere rips her away from him, yeah. you should be like, well, it's totally fine because that dude well, sucks. Exactly. But this, this movie is just like, eh, everybody's cool with everything. I mean, the whole point of it from his, uh, why we're not supposed to like him is that like he's making her do all the stuff that he knows about, like the sports therapy stuff. And like yes. it's supposed to be like he's putting this all on her but instead it's, of but just she's listening not, to her. But she's never like, I don't really have an interest in this. Or like, yeah. oh, his stupid mountain climbing. This character, like Steve said, like adapts to everything other people do and doesn't like give their own opinion about everything. So he has no way to not, to know that yes. she doesn't dig on. Also, but like if I if I was this woman and I saw that and I'd be like, okay, that kind of sucks. It sucks that my fiance is doing that. Richard Gere in front of Chris Maloney when yes. they're at the fucking... Uh, uh, high school, and like he, he's just like, oh yeah, it's funny that you do gym stuff, and like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, go team, go. Who gives like, a oh fuck? yeah, you're gonna go, you're gonna go fucking climb a mountain. When when they're having dinner together, he's like, uh, with the family and everything, he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna have my uh, my honeymoon with uh, two sherpas and a yak. Yeah. Chris Maloney's like that's awesome. Like, this should accelerate into like a, a cult situation, like like with the Wicker Man ending. Yes. Steve came up with, and then the whole town marries Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. like she yeah. becomes like the, the figurehead of the yes. town. Yes. Exactly. Well, everybody in this town wants to marry her anyway. Like exactly. she's only had three fiancés, but like she's had various degrees of relationships with a lot of people in this town, including oh. Joan Cusack's husband, oh, God. which is a big point Wait of a contention. Second. You're going to Berlin, Maryland, the place where everyone wears white robes, and if you just go there, you have to marry their queen and pledge... <laughs> pledge fidelity. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's well, really well, we're awkward. we're all castrated, but then we marry Julia oh, Roberts. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. um, so they go to a baseball game. Yes. And I guess it's just like a town friendly baseball game. This is where she's dressed like she found an outfit in Cheryl Crow's garbage. Yeah. This fucking cowboy <laughs> hat she's wearing. The cowboy hat, this weird like three quarter length t shirt with like cartoons yeah, with kind of dialogue f- bubbles on them. Fucking Fruitopia wrapper on her <laughs> shirt. Yes, it does look like a Fruitopia wrapper. And it's like, lady, just fucking play it down a little bit. You know what I mean? It's awful. And she's standing there. She's cheering for everyone. Yeah. Because it's not like them versus another town. No. It's just townspeople playing baseball. But she has a specific relationship with Joan Cusack's husband, yeah. Corey. And then immediately, <laughs> again, because it's been years just fucking building up, Joan Cusack gets one minute with Richard Gere, and he's like, that bitch with my husband will not stop. <laughs> and it's, But it's true, though. She's like, you know, patting him on the butt. And yeah. she's like, And he's he's got a cute name for her and well, all this Well, it's kind of like Richard Gere is the character. It's kind of like, uh, I always forget the name of the The Intruder with William Shatner. Yes. Where he just blows into town and ruins everything. That's what Richard Gere <laughs> yeah, does he's here. he's stirring up trouble. Because it's like, it's Gere and Joan Cusack, and they're sitting on these bleachers, and like, her husband, Corey, like makes a play or something yeah. and him and Julia Roberts are like cheering and they do like a chest bump thing or whatever. And Joan Cusack is not paying attention to shit until Richard Gere is like, wow, all that rah, rah, <laughs> chest bumping with your husband, huh? 
are you cool with that? <laughs> and he's he's going, he's doing that to everybody. He's planting these seeds yeah. of dissent. And he's I'm, like, yeah, did you? Re- I mean, like that laugh's fake, though, right? Like that big, that big boisterous laugh she does. That's fake. That's right? for him. That's specifically for <laughs> like him. She's, right? he's just, she's just doing that. Like, you oh, didn't really have fun, did you? <laughs> fun is stupid, yeah. you know. I, I actually really like this. A remake of The Intruder and call it The Therapist. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody in this town needs one, apparently, and nobody's talking to anybody. So. Oh, nobody in this town believes in any kind of psychiatric help. And because this movie's three hours long, or two hours <laughs> long, it should be really 91 flat. Um, he's, uh, there's a big scene with, of reconciliation between Joan Cusack and Julia Roberts. That's like, they're at the hair salon and Joan Cusack, uh, or Julia Roberts starts it off with, uh, do you think I flirt with Corey? Yeah. And Joan Cusack's like, in her head, you can see her being like, huh, well, today's that day I've always dreaded. <laughs> and then she's like, well, actually, now that you bring it up. Yeah, you kind of flirt with my husband that you used to date, by the way. And then she's like, I don't mean to. It's like, yes, you do. You know what the fuck. You know, every- when you're flirting, you know what's going on. Like, even when I make a bad movie, you like me, right? <laughs> uh, well, I kind of feel like this yeah. movie is what Clive Owen watched whilst drinking right before his scene with her in Closer. And he's like, I have to go into this room and hate this woman. Or, oh, yeah, you run away broad, right? Oh, you just you just don't know whose feelings you're stepping on at any given time, do you? You Man. know, Natalie Portman was in Where the Heart Is. That's just right there. You run away broad. Fuck off and die, you fucking slag. Oh, my God. That's what he says in that movie, and it's fucking cold. That movie. Uh, is truly upsetting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, Michael, just give me a bottle of Bushmills and a runaway bride. I'll be ready for the scene. All right, Clive, I got you here at DVD. I'll need the VHS. <laughs> I want the grain. You didn't give a shit about Joan Cusack, do you? <laughs> She's like your best friend. You flirt with her husband right in front of her. I'm so mad at this character. I hate this runaway bride. Oh, yeah, you fell over because that backpack was too heavy? No, you didn't. <laughs> you, just, you just did it to get attention oh, to your faker. <laughs> I knew I smelled Richard Gere in our bedroom the other night. <laughs> I knew it. I found the gray hairs. Um, My pubes aren't gray. <laughs> I know whose is. I know for a fact I dye my pubes black. <laughs> Bunch of white pubes on my pillow. <laughs> so then, the next move in a situation like this, when you're trying to like diffuse this dude writing another horrible story about you, yeah. you break into his hotel room. Oh yeah, for sure. And she steals his notes. And the next movement of this sort of movie is like she realizes, well, he's going to write this negative story about me anyway. I better invite him in, and then he'll write a good story. Right. But also, I want him to pay me money. I'm like, going to I demand $1,000. Because of everything is so flimsy, they keep adding more reasons. Every yeah. scene's oh, a God. new reason why she's allowing him on this journey with her. I don't... Yeah, it gets... It, there's so much, like, backflips that they're doing here mm. to make this movie work. Because that these I people don't would understand. hate each other. They would just hate each other. That'd I, be yeah, the end of it. There's no way to bring two people like this together. And, nope. you know, it's just... It's it's as fake as... Because it reminded me of this, even though what I'm about to reference is a leaps and bounds better movie. But it reminded me a little bit of the Philadelphia story. Yeah. And nope. how in that movie, like, Jimmy Stewart 
smartly is hiding his identity as a reporter yeah. while like getting weaseling his yeah. way into this uh you know w- wedding and whatnot um but that's like an impossible old hollywood situation where they fall in love and you're like yeah. Okay. And then everybody's fine with it at the end anyway. Everybody's cool with who everybody ends up with and everything is fine. But mm-hmm. like in 1999, you can't make movies like this anymore. No, it, doesn't it, doesn't, any- it doesn't fucking happen. It's the same thing with America's Sweethearts. Those kinds of stories can't be told in a contemporary setting. There is a uh, this wedding dress scene. Which kind of brings them together uh, a little bit, like where he starts to defend, like oh, yeah, because yeah. everyone, all these straw men start popping up. Like this, <laughs> she goes into this wedding dress store with Richard Gere because now they're on the same team, and she's like, uh, you know, and also this is kind of bullshit too. She's like, oh, you know, I know that my wedding dress is ready, that I, you know, that I've already definitely had altered because that's how fucking wedding dresses yes, work, yep. yes. and now it's totally unsellable. And, and Richard Gere is now like her maid of honor, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. But I've changed my mind. I want the wedding dress in the window. And the woman's like, you can't have that. That's $1,000. You don't have $1,000, bitch. And it's like, what are we talking about? No, this is what's crazy. She doesn't be- It's not that she doesn't believe she doesn't have the money. She's. It's like the antithesis of a salesperson. Well, yes. She's like, listen. You don't want to spend $1,000 on this dress because with your track record, you're going to wear it for 10 minutes and that's it. Have your $300 dress and then I'll see you again in a couple of years. And Richard Gere is basically like, hey, idiot, (laughs) your job is to make money and her job is to give you money that you need to make. Why are you trying to fuck up this sale? Unless you're her aunt. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, maybe I get it, but exactly. like, Jesus Christ! But it's only to put him in this position to say this and to put her in a well, I never right. situation. <laughs> yeah, Monica crazy. falls out. Yeah, yeah, the fucking pearls she clutches goes all over the floor. He grabs the mannequin yeah. and everything. I get yeah, to your point. It would be better with Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> you want that dress? Pull it down for you. <laughs> oh, see that dress up there, right by the moon. <laughs> you see that moon wearing a dress? Hey, hey. If she wants to spend a thousand dollars on a dress, you let her spend a thousand dollars. What's that, Mary? You want a dead cosmonaut's outfit for your wedding? I'll pull it down from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and so she tries on the dress, and Richard Gere is there. And this is when, like, they start flirting, and she's like, "You love me in this dress, don't you?" He's like, "No, I don't." She's like, yeah, you do. Why are you reading your newspaper upside down, you piece of shit? Is that a thing yeah. that happened? Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's like, he's like so flabbergasted how. Gorgeous, she is. Oh, I see. He, he's like, you can't even fucking see straight. That's I miss the Julia down. fucking Roberts. <laughs> I miss the upside idiot. down newspaper in a wedding dress. It gets a rock hard erection. And then there's he... this fucking. This is chilling as shit. There's a little kid there mm-hmm. watching her in awe, like. I'm gonna leave three guys at the altar. <laughs> that's that's that little girl is giving a someday this will be me thing. You know what's a fucking bone chilling detail? We were making fun of Paul Dooley for keeping those tapes. She kept all the rings. Oh yeah, you know, man. This this is this is when this character loses this all. Is like soy married an ex murderer. <laughs> it's worse. It's worse. Like 
dude, you're leaving these dudes at the altar. The least you can do is, is turn, throw return, everything yeah. away. Oh, no, return, return the ring. Like, hey, I man, mean, those things aren't cheap. However you're going to do it, erase these people from your lives. Exactly. The fact that you have trophies. <laughs> yes, that's what they <laughs> are. You know what? Actually, I think in Predator 2, when Danny Glover goes on the spaceship at the end and you see like the Predator's trophies. <laughs> the old-timey revolver. Yeah, an old-timey revolver, the fucking alien skull, and then Julia Roberts' fucking engagement ring. The Grateful Dead rose ring right there. And she's got them in all the ring boxes still, too. It's fucking creepy as fuck. It is a house of horrors. Better movie. Switch out Richard Gere with Morgan Freeman. And he see he comes upon these wedding rings. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. She's a collector. (laughs) Two. She's a boner collector. (laughs) She goes to the fridge to get him uh, some iced tea and Donald Loke's head's in there. There's also a weird joke they talk about, like, oh, we know at this point how well wedding cake can freeze. Yeah. Because I guess on top of all this, Paul Dooley keeps getting uh, left with all the food. What, what's this? I found one of Julia Roberts' uh, notebooks here. It says she uh, puked on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> she was so disgusted at the world. <laughs> I hope it stops raining here. She, she, fed, <laughs> she fed Donald Logue spaghetti for three days straight right before their wedding day. And then she kicked him in the back and he exploded. It made Grateful Dead Bob put on a uh, prosthetic penis and, uh, with a knife and fuck himself with it. How does that even work? She, He's dead now. She tried to make small talk with Joan Cusack and then vomited all over her. And she couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> made that barfly eat himself to death. <laughs> Uh, so the, she's just as much of a monster as John Doe or absolutely. Kevin Spacey. Detective, <laughs> don't I look cute in this wedding dress? Detective, <laughs> yeah, she walks into the police precinct in a wedding dress, yelling with bloody arms. So the town is getting ready to have their what we're told annual luau. Wicker man shit. FYI, oh, yeah. yep. FYI, big time. A Maryland town having a luau. They, yeah, it doesn't like, end with a fucking uh, 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 pig roast. It ends with a person roast. Well, yeah, it's Jimmy <laughs> Buffett's Wicker Man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. See, that Broadway show would have lasted. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, and like the idea is it's also kind of the rehearsal dinner, I guess. Sort of, kind of. It's serving as that, I guess, because they have a sweetheart table in the middle of the room. Yeah, and... But then it turns into a roast. It's not a pig roast, it's just a roast. It's like, oh, everybody should do a toast yeah, to Dean the happy Martin couple. Yeah, goes up, <laughs> drunk Alpha's face. <laughs> Orson Welles is there. There's a don't really ap- old Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I don't appreciate what Don Merkel said. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Hope's there. Orson goes, let me tell you something about black people. And everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Turn the tape over. <laughs> Those roasts got racist, didn't they? They certainly did. Yeah, but Sammy Davis Jr. was laughing, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Flip Wilson didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> uh, so they all start getting up, and they all start making their runaway bride jokes, and like it's visibly hurting Julia Roberts. It's also a thing that I find so like mind-numbingly painful the endless uh, repetition of the same joke. Oh, yeah, the joke we all love, right? It's insane. Like, Paul Dooley's drunk out of his mind. He's oh, he's, he's, he's cocked. To the wind. But it's like, I've experienced this in real life, sure. like with family, yes. where oh, yeah, like yeah. a joke will not die. 
and it should have been dead mm-hmm. from the first time it was told. And here's Paul Dooley, and he's got that fucking thing about she's not the whatever, she's the fastest. But, yeah, and no, no, the longest running joke, but the fastest. Yes, and you just, I just, I just wanted to walk into the river. <laughs> and like Richard it's like, Gere, yeah, it's the, like listening to a podcast for Christ's sake. <laughs> Richard Gere is like noticing this because he's already starting to fall in love with her because you can't not. He's, he's also like, the smartest man in the town. He yeah, is, and like. It's it's a weird move. Like he goes up to the table. And she's sitting with Maloney, and she's like pretending to let, go along, but you can tell she's upset. And like he goes up, he like kneels down next to her. He's like, "You okay?" And I, if I'm Chris Maloney, I'm like, "The fuck did you just say? Like, the yeah. fuck do you care?" Yeah, back off, dude. Like this is actually my fucking rehearsal dinner. Can yeah. you stop flirting with my fiance in front of me? Exactly. And then he starts. He gives this big speech. He's like, "Yeah, you know, here's a toast." May you all find yourselves an easy target. May you may someone point out your faults for a while. By the way, Paul Dooley, you're a fucking alcoholic. Yeah. You know that? I hope you get hit by a fucking bus. And <laughs> <laughs> another thing, all you phony friends. Yeah, get out get, get out of here, man. All right? Okay. And now let me talk about the women in the room. <laughs> and then Liam Neeson's like Oh, very smart, but you've only d- slightly delayed their fate. <laughs> you come in here, you drink all my Mai Tais at my luau party. Yes, that's what, the sec- that's what should have been in the, in the Dark Knight, is him at a fucking luau for some reason. He's, it's the joke that goes up to a pig. Let's put a smile on that face of yours. And then the Dark Knight rises. He's like having a party at like a big like sushi bar slash hibachi restaurant. And he's like, you come in here. You drink all my hot sake. You <laughs> fucking phonies. And there's your trilogy of the, drunk tell-offs. And then the TV show Gotham. They could do a toga party once that kid <laughs> get, gets of age. Yeah. <laughs> You come in here, you do all my keg stands. <laughs> Get out. Are you going to butt chug? Because I'm going to butt chug. So uh, she runs out, and then she they have their like big moment. Big where blowout. She, she's like, you know, you were only here. You made it worse because you pointed it out, which is actually kind of true. Like, in that scenario, you kind of ride it out, and then it's over, and then, like, you yeah. know, everybody hates each other, but it's fine. You're- I mean, he at that moment, I was like, fuck yeah, Richard Gere, this is awesome. <laughs> but you're right, because then you immediately have to pay for the aftermath. But also, he's a piece of shit. Get off of your soapbox. Well, Give she calls shit. him a cruel-hearted piece of shit, which is ac- or a cruel-hearted Accurate. something. something this around. movie's PG. No one's getting called a piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, it would be infinitely better if anyone was called a piece of shit. And then Clive Owen comes out, like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You look at you, you, you go to fucking Liu Of course you did. You know you're going to break that man's heart. Stop going light on her. Richard Gere, you know stop it. Your father was right. You don't see any Hawaiians at this party? That is a weird thing, man. Just all these people around like, it's a luau, yeah. you mother of God. By the way, Laurie Metcalf's in this movie for some reason. Another uncredited performance. What is with this uncredited nonsense? Maybe everybody was just embarrassed. Yeah, take my name off that. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I'll take the check, but don't feel free to not credit me. And like, she, you know, she's about, you know, he's, she's about to go to his side. but She's like, no, I'm going to go through with the wedding anyway. The next scene is the most should be the end of the movie. Well, just sorry to this. The tell off scene really quickly. Oh, this sure. is another opportunity for Chris Maloney's character to actually be a character because he runs out. That's and right, I'm yeah. like, here it comes. And he's like, hey, everything all right out here? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And he's like, OK, good. Hey, honey. What was the guy uh, in the 1970s yeah. offensive lineman for the Packers? And yeah. you're just like, 
What? I mean, that because that's like his character sports, yeah. question mark. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's supposed to make him a jerk. It's like he, he likes sports, but he doesn't know sports. He's got to ask people <laughs> what these things are. Stolen sports valor. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah. He he doesn't realize that she's in pain and he's only thinking about sports. No, that's, right. that's what it's illustrating. Well, but, you know, to your point about this should have been classic Hollywood, it definitely should have because all that shit would make sense of why Chris Maloney is showing restraint because it's like, oh, another gentleman's cutting in. I have to show respect. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Jimmy Stewart, for instance, yes. could give that heartfelt speech like, oh, don't you have any compassion for... Like, yeah. it would actually move you. But Richard Gere going up there just acting like a smug New York prick is not getting us anywhere. That's exactly right. Jimmy Stewart would much more politely tear these people a new asshole. Yeah. And Chris Maloney has to act like he doesn't listen to a single thing Richard Gere says. You know, exactly. He has it's to weird. ignore him, essentially, for this to work at all. He's well, like, he's oh, trying to recall the name of that offensive lineman, <laughs> so he's, t- he's totally tuned out. <laughs> Dude, like you're at your rehearsal dinner, right? You're, and your your wife, your your fiance is getting visibly upset. This dude that she's been spending days with comes up to her, and is like, "You doing okay?" And then like he stands up for her in a big showy way, and they go off to yell at each other. You come back, they're crying, and you're just like, "Hey, honey, hey, Poppy, <laughs> what was the name of the Green Bay Packers offensive lineman? He was playing around the time of Bart Starr. You know what I'm talking about? The pig's ready, honey. Let's go." There should have been like a cartoon thought bubble over Chris Maloney's head <laughs> with like sports going on during these scenes, <laughs> so that we know she's not paying any attention. That's- <laughs> he's just he's, all this happens. All this is happening is like she's not the longest running thing, and then it, it, it cuts to the eighty six uh, the eighty six Mets uh, <laughs> World Series behind the bag. <laughs> it's just like uh huh. That was really Bill Bill Buckner, man. Oh wow, he blew it. <laughs> wow, am I getting married or what? Is that pig ready? <laughs> I'm starving. Uh, so the next day should again should be the end of the movie. It's the rehearsal. Di- it's the actual wedding rehearsal, and there's a really flimsy thing where like Joan Cusack is like, "You're bringing Richard Gere to the rehearsal," and she's like, "Yeah, I want him to see it. You could just just shut up. The movie's him." <laughs> and, and there's not enough people. The the Reverend doesn't show up. He's like, "You know," and Maloney's like, "You know what, uh, uh, Chris? Uh, you know what, Richard Gere? You be the Reverend." So he stands in the Reverend spot. And as she's walking down the aisle, she gets nervous, and Maloney's like, I got an idea. You know what? I'm going to coach you through it, honey. Richard Gere, why don't you be me? You now get in the groove spot, and I'm going to coach you through This has to be like a fetish or something. Yeah, that's kind of true. Totally. He's got a cuckold fetish. He's a little bit of, he's kind of, he's got a half a stack working right now. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's what turned him on initially when they met. Like, oh, yeah, she fucking treats those guys like shit. She humiliates them in public. Oh my God, it's the ultimate orgiastic experience being publicly humiliated at the altar. So uh, he's like, I'm going to coach you because he has these sports signs. You have to visualize the end zone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he's like walking her down the aisle. He's like, just look towards the end zone, baby. Look towards the end zone. Sports, sports, sports. (laughs) And she goes there and like they go through the thing. And they start to make, like, full-on make-out. Just yeah. making out right in front of this dude. I was so shocked by this. I literally went, <gasps> <laughs> Yes! Because, <laughs> like, the fucking balls on the both of the them. The both of them is the big point. The both of them. It's great, because Gear leans in and initiates, 
And then she whole hog goes right back, and you're like, oh. They're like fucking eating cake together right there in their mouths. <laughs> and like, uh, I mean, I guess that's when Maloney's jerking off. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's got a visible erection in this scene, <laughs> and it's very weird. No, like he, he finally punches gear in the face. It is, I guess the wedding is off. And like she has the fucking nuts. After destroy like, A, this guy's probably down a couple of grand anyway for the oh, wedding. Like that, oh, sure. Buying the suit, buying the ring, uh, at least. And and paying for the wedding. Getting a tuxedo that's uh, shaped like a football referee's uniform. <laughs> and he's like, he, storm, he storms out of the church. He's like, honey, honey, you know, I, at least I didn't jilt you at the altar. This is progress for me. At least I backed out before the wedding is what she says. At least. And then Richard And then Gere. he turns around and he's Clive Owen. <laughs> 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 It's just crazy that she doesn't get, he doesn't tell her off in this part. It's no. And it doesn't have to curse or anything, but like, you know what, lady? You ruined my life. You knew exactly what you were doing this entire time. How could, just a a real, how can you live with yourself? He turns around, pulls out the gun. This has to stop. (laughs) (laughs) The bloodline ends here. Six Semper Tyrannus. Well, no, that's when he shows up at the wedding. I imagine it's a taxi driver situation. Oh, yeah, he's got dude. like he's got the little thing, the pistol stuck in his arm. He's taking out that whole wedding party. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. So then it was crazy. I thought the same thing actually, Steve, because cool. remember uh, among the guests is um, Harvey Keitel's pimp character <laughs> and Sybil Shepherd's there. You know, the senator you, shows hey, up. Julia, do you he called you a little chicken wing? You believe that? You believe that? By the way, before we get ahead of ourselves too too much, um, there is... A, 60 minutes left of this movie? There is indeed. Uh, actually, that's what's crazy. Is yeah. like the movie... They're making the out. The, movie. the yeah. movie's over. I yeah. was like, cool. I fucking paused it 35 minutes left. Whew. Could not believe it. The most outrageous thing happens next when Richard Gere's like, well, you still got the wedding date saved. Why don't you just marry me, a man you met a, less than a week ago? That's fucking crazy. I think I, my, my brain was like, okay, so... Chris Maloney left, and now Richard Gere is thinking he'll be left, and this will prove his article right. He'll get that number <laughs> up to seven or whatever, because <laughs> yeah. it was like four in now real it's life. Now it's be five. Well, that's what's hysterical, is because the next thing they do is a montage to make you think like months are going by. Like they're reading to each other in it's, front of a fire. It's fucking weeks like, or it's something. it's fucking five days. days. Yeah, it's Di- five days. Five you know, days. The, uh, the classic 48-hour getting to know each other period. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, the town falls in love with him. This is where you get the trailer line of the grandmother getting a perm, and everyone's like, oh, I like him. He's funny. He's smart. And the grandma, who all of a sudden becomes a Randy grandma character, it's a little too late. At, 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 80, I know. at 94 minutes. thirsty the entire film. She's like, oh, I like his tight butt. <laughs> oh, I'm an old. Isn't that fun for what? anyone? I would sink my dentures deep into that butt. They, I would peg that butt if I, I could, I would toss that salad. Rim it all day. <laughs> Maybe he likes a woman behind him. <laughs> Granny likes eating ass. I'd clean it so well it'd be like he'd have white wall tires. They used Remember to call, those? They used to call me the bidet. <laughs> Why, God? <laughs> Quick question, Richard Gere. Dentures or no dentures when I'm eating your ass? 
old people play. I well, like it. Dude. They do set it up because there's a whole scene uh, before the when they break off. With, she breaks off with Malone, where the grandmother is like, "Oh yes, I fucked your grandfather wrong." Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Because she's like, "Oh, I know why she keeps running away at the altar. She's not scared of the wedding. She's scared of the wedding night." So, for another instance of an old person being humiliated, just to back up a hot second, sure, there is a scene that's kind of important, except it's not because they don't do shit with it. But before uh, she goes to the rehearsal, uh, Grandma is making dinner for uh-huh. her and uh, for herself and, and Julia Roberts and, sure. and Paul Dooley. And Paul Dooley, he's sitting oh, there. Yeah. He's got a big old glass and the PBR cans right there. And he starts laying into the fucking jokes again. And she's like, you know what? Stop it. And he's like, what? I'm just joking. And she's like, no, this shit ends right now. You will never say that ever again in my presence. And then like, he says something and she goes, oh, yeah? Well, I don't like having a father who's drunk all the time. And Paul Dooley is the look on this dude's face. <laughs> and then it's never addressed again. And he's seen drinking later in the movie. It's not like an intervention if you just call your dad a drunk and walk away. Like, You're a fucking drunk piece of shit. I hope that fixed it. Good night. <laughs> Been called worse than that. <laughs> I'm drying out. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. So it's their wedding day. For some reason, this is a huge media event, even though it wouldn't be. I guess everyone read the USA Today. and is Oh, everybody in- caught wind, dude. Now it's national news. It was in USA Today. Hector Elizondo and Rita Wilson show up. Um, and it's the wedding. all the exes there, too? Yes, Malone's they all show there. up. All the exes the are there. The drunk is there. There's also a weird moment, like, right before the wedding, where he goes back to New York for a hot second. Yeah. If only... To like finally reconcile with Rita Wilson, but they're all best friends anyway. But he's like, Hey, sorry, I was a bad husband and I ignored you. And she's like, I'm sorry that I was, I didn't hold up my end either. And like, he's got his arm around her at the piano. They're playing a duet. He's kissing her on the cheek. And Hector Elizondo comes in. He's like, Hey, I got cheese and crackers. (laughs) I'd be like, Are you fucking kissing my wife? (laughs) I think the three of them are swinging. Oh yeah, totally. I think that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, know? that's that's what Elizondo's so happy because Elizondo's thrilled they're getting married. Oh, like, yeah. we'll bring Julie into our circle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Another one in our mists. Mists <laughs> and mists. <laughs> bring the granny too. <laughs> she sounds like she's a lot of fun. Quick question. Does your asshole have a toupee as well? <laughs> I'll find out when I'm eating it. Oh, I'm going to have to find a local waxing place. (laughs) He told me to fuck (laughs) her. So it's the wedding day, and here we are. Maloney's there. Maloney's like, hey, good luck. I'd be like, again, he should have a fucking something. It's insane that he's in attendance. He should be anywhere doing anything else. This is when he meets, and again, this is how the movie gets everybody off the hook. He meets the blonde, and everyone likes each other, blah, blah, blah. And I just remembered it. This is the character. It is. It's, it's, it's the, the woman from New York. This is Julia Roberts' sister. He says something like, oh, yeah, Jack, you know, even Jack Dempsey had to lose to a big guy from New York. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, and names the boxer. Yeah. And then Maloney's like, what, what, what? Sports. Sports, sports. <laughs> sports, 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 sports. She says sport, sports. too. She knows sport good. <laughs> <laughs> so she's walking down the aisle. And it's it's kind of weird, actually. So she's walking down the aisle. And then, of course, she gets the flutters and starts to run away. 
And, and Richard Gere's like, lock the exit! <laughs> like this, and everyone tries to Shoot her! Shoot her! <laughs> there should be trank guns for sure. It's like someone watching someone about to kill themselves and trying to talk them out. Like, no, don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> and she jumps on a FedEx truck. Oh my god, this is the fucking FedEx product placement in this movie. Well, yeah, and they make such quick and reliable deliveries, so they speed away. <laughs> well, that's, dude, that's, Elizondo's got that line. They're like, oh, where is she going? And he goes, I don't know, but wherever it is, at least she'll be there by 10.30 tomorrow oh, morning. Oh, God, that's, yes, I forgot. That's <laughs> a big one, Everlast, because she's kickboxing oh, at a bunch yeah, of sure. you know, right she, there in the middle. A lot oh. of Pepsi. A lot of Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Oh, was yep, there Pepsi? Pepsi? Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed too bad. She could have got to the, she could have gone to the Hector hole. <laughs> Did somebody say hole? <laughs> oh, come on here. Yeah, it's me... my time to shine. I'm going to sit on your face, old lady. But <laughs> Hector Alessandro. <laughs> so would anyone recommend this episode? No. no. Of course. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, so, no. Um, th- again, like, they should just get... When they kiss at the church... It should just be over. Cut to them, like doing the New York Times crossword puzzle in bed. Credits, yeah. but or this wedding happens and she finally does it. You just cut immediately to the wedding. It's fine. And like, then twenty, but then twenty more minutes has to happen with this. Will they? Won't they? Sad horseshit. Julia Roberts the starts eggs. To, she fa- starts to find herself. Is the idea? It's like she's now she's trying which eggs she likes. That's the way I want to find myself, actually, is cook myself eggs a bunch of different ways all at the same time and then just have a big egg pig out. But that's, here's the thing with the egg pig out, which I have a problem with. <laughs> the, the whole town should have an egg pig out. Change the luau to an egg pig out. But the problem is you're making it yourself and they all have to be on, I mean, how many burners could you possibly have? Some of those eggs mm. are going to be cold. You're that's eating cold eggs, absolutely. That's going to affect your liking of those eggs. That's true. And the, if it's one thing I know because I went to college, eggs don't microwave well. The move oh, is God. to go to the same diner 30 days in a row, different eggs each time. And make a documentary of it. <laughs> Dude, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, your diner does it all day, so do... Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I love eggs from my head down to my legs. <laughs> I was say, you could get like three types of eggs in one sitting. They could all be hot. Like, sure. You oh, can my do, God. You can move but some, she's but, got like 12 to 15 different kinds of eggs. Yeah, that's like, too much. This egg, that egg. The no, super so, size me cool. angle is smart because then you could eat nothing but eggs for 30 days and then you'll see how your cholesterol's bad now and stuff mm. and how eggs are evil. Supersize, supersize me every day. Remember the, the song in that yeah, movie? Oh, Run okay. away, bride, going down the wire. One of the, one of the rules <laughs> is I can, I'll only have home fries if they ask me if I want home fries. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be really shitty to all my uh, girlfriends and lovers and Oh, but no, this is the move. Is then she turns into like the old egg crone. Every day oh, she goes yeah. to the diner and she's trying different kinds of eggs. What's fuck? She's got to be known for some fucking weird thing in town that now no one knows her for running away from marriages. They know her as the weird egg lady. <laughs> hey, fuck you, egg lady. What you eating today, you crazy old weirdo? Oh, look, you love those eggs. Oh, you're doing eggs with, with black beans and tortilla chips. That's actually quite delicious. <laughs> That'd be my, that'd be my <laughs> favorite kind of egg. Uh, what's weird is she decides on eggs Benedict is yeah. her favorite. You I don't, tr- I don't trust not, myself. No, that's not. You don't know. Because you're mean, not. Listen, I if, love eggs Benedict. Sure, who doesn't? But you get them at a restaurant. Yes, you're not yeah. sitting at home. You're, you're, ever. Making, you're not making a hollandaise sauce at home. Yeah, it's exactly. Also, not just the egg. 
It's a fucking the Canadian a bacon, piece of bread. The thing. fucking Biscuit, everything. Yeah, it's def- It's a totally you different ballgame. You like poached eggs. Just say that, you fucking crazy person. <laughs> yes, because that is not an egg style. That is, an, no. that is a specialty that's egg like meal. That's like your fucking favorite kind of eggs is an egg sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Even that's fine. That's just kind of eggs and bread. But it's, Eric's right with the hollandaise. Because like if, if Richard, they get married, Richard Kier's like, Honey, I know you like eggs Benedict. See you in an hour when I fucking totally. have to make this mayonnaise for no, you. No, you got you got soft boiled, hard boiled, uh, scrambled, over easy, fried, uh, sunny side up, raw yeah. and poached, <laughs> raw, raw, yeah, like the rocky milkshakes. Um, yes, yeah, poached, poached eggs. Those yeah. are easy enough. Like you have to. There you go. Pick one, one. One is one is your preference. You can't have eggs Benedict every day. Well, it's it's like the best egg that I probably ever had was at beef tartare at a restaurant. They broke a a, a raw egg on it and that mixed is it insane. in. Of course, it was it was the most decadent thing. But that would be like that's my favorite. I need <laughs> I need beef tartare with a raw I egg made, on it. I made it at home and now I'm dead. <laughs> you write for GQ, right? <laughs> You'll be broke in a week. Uh, honey, I got my uh, beef tartare with egg over it, but there's no fresh chopped chives in this. <laughs> so I just threw it on the floor. <laughs> That's my favorite. So, like, it's Richard Gere being sad in New York. She's finding herself. She also, there's a throwaway thing where she always wanted to make these really terrible lamps. It's one of these things in movies where, like, somebody has a craft project and another character in the movie is like, these are amazing. And it's actually just garbage with light bulbs in yes. it. Yes. <laughs> You could sell these at Woolworths. Yeah. <laughs> the modern equivalent are podcasts. And she wa- uh, or Etsy stores. <laughs> yes. Richard yes, Gere so. winds up finding the her uh lamp in a in a, a fancy New York store. Is it good for her? Oh, she did it. And I, he's unemployed at this point. I, I think he wants oh, wait, to write this, a novel this, now. This lampshade is made out of human hair. Huh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> And in reality, after he'd been freaking dumped, the fifth person, but dumped yeah. by... He's, writing, yeah, he's these, writing the novel, The Woman That Ruined My Life. <laughs> in these journals, it details making lamps out of human skin and hair. <laughs> uh, this so, is from our Leatherface collection. She had so many eggs, she threw up on the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then opened a cannibalistic Etsy shop. So I mean, step away, w- Marilyn. The Eggman has the upper hand now. <laughs> she winds up going to his the apartment. Big Apple. The the Big Apple. His apartment. She she like sneaks into his apartment. Breaks somehow. in again. That's uh, that's romance right there. <laughs> and she, you know, Gear is like, get out. No, <laughs> get out. I said, get out. <laughs> calling the police. I'm calling the police now, Julie. How did she get in this time, though, man? I. A little podunk bed and breakfast is one thing. This is his Central Park South apartment. Yeah, she would have been shot 50 times. <laughs> and she wants... So, no, she's white. She's fine. Yeah, wrong oh, color for that. They oh, probably let her right in. My mistake. I forgot about that. So she winds up in his apartment. They start to make up a little bit. She, and make out. In the middle of the movie, he tells <laughs> yeah. her what his ideal proposal would be. It would be very pragmatic. Like, you know, we're going to have hard times. We're going to have good times. Blah, 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 blah. And then she winds up doing the speech back in a teary-eyed Julia Roberts thing and she someone's had, jerking off somewhere. She gets down on a knee and proposes to him. A woman proposing to a m- 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 man? What? <laughs> that sound was my hat spinning off my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's so stupid. And so they get married back in the well, small Well, Gary, town. you invented a new thing. A woman proposing to a man. You're this a is, genius. This is a progressive movie. <laughs> So they get married back at the hometown, and this is the fucking best thing of all. I, I I had a real chuckle at this. 
It's the two of them on a hill. There's a priest. They get married. Because she says she wants a small wedding anyway. But what's awesome is after they do the You May Kiss the Bride, the whole town runs up the hill. So it's like, no, you fucking pigs. You stay down there in the mud. We will tell you when you can come up here and celebrate our nuptials. And all these people are like, yay. Oh, dude, everyone's jerking off because it's like the best day of everyone's lives because anyone gives a shit about this woman. Well, I mean, if I was Richard Gere, she comes riding up uh, to this marriage on a horse. Uh-huh. I would tell that priest to kill the horse. <laughs> yeah, dude, shoot to make dead. sure she's got nowhere to go. <laughs> she the here's your legs out. Here's your wedding present: a lifetime supply of glue. Or, uh, t- or Tim Burton's new movie, The Horse Bride. <laughs> hey, it's a horse. It's getting married, and it's dead. It's animatronic. It's He's fun, right? singing though. Look at the patchwork where we sewed the horse back together it's kooky (laughs) the horse has a button for an eye (laughs) do you ever see that Hannibal episode where a person that goes into a horse and becomes a horse I think about that all the time (laughs) wish I was a horse (laughs) nay (laughs) so then they have this actually this I think is my favorite part of this movie the movie's over with uh, but they, they the have like they have a credit montage. Oh Jesus! This montage consists of everyone in the movie dancing, falling over, or throwing things at each other, and, and everybody's the, having a fucking blast. This is when we start. This is what I like. The, there's a stinger scene. That I didn't know that there was because there's this terrible Billy Joel song that they play. This is rotten. That I I, I just I couldn't handle it. You got it. You got it. Here we gotta we gotta treat everybody. Okay, yeah, legally we can't play any more of that. <laughs> it's a fair use, fair use, fair use. Yeah, yeah, this is a review of the song, so let's break it down. <laughs> um, I think you can't play any more of it because if you play that song in its entirety, it opens up a gate to hell and Satan comes out and eats <laughs> your ass. I mean, ass. that was good, but you should hear what Pusha T sent back to him. <laughs> You know, Billy Joel needs to have some rivalries, definitely. <laughs> so Pusha T would be the rivalry. Yes, Billy guess, Joel that's, yeah. man. If if I mean, like you know, Billy Joel's getting up there. If he died in a rap feud, that'd be pretty cool, right? <laughs> I didn't see fantastic. that coming. <laughs> so that song's not good. Yeah, no, um, not there's good. an Eric Clapton song that's also shitty as fuck. That's on the soundtrack. And I guess this was made for the movie. The or, Billy Joel song was, yes. as far as I could tell. He deemed it not appropriate to put on any album of his own. <laughs> that's right. Which is which good good for him. On that. Elton John called and was like, you're not going to play that at Giant Stadium, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was a thing where Gary Marshall was like, hey, Billy, my daughter's getting married. Could you write a wedding song? I got uh, a promise it'll be secret. No one will ever hear it. <laughs> and Billy Joel like sees that movie on HBO one day. He's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that song sucks. Well, the stinger actually, scene is, uh, what were you saying, Ken? I was going to say, if Elton John was his rivalry, the one he went out on, Elton John versus Billy Joel, that's a good one. I think yeah. that's a good yeah. rivalry. I'd it watch is. them fight to the death. They have songs going back and forth, just beating the shit out of each other. Totally, dude. Dueling pianis. Drunk behind the wheel. Oh, slamming, dude. That's right. That would be amazing. Just fucking sick burns going back and forth. Sing us a song, stupid glasses man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so on. These are better than the original. 
It still sounds like shit to me. <laughs> and Elton John will sing a song about a dead guy anywhere. He'll <laughs> go on a farewell tour for many years. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's the circle of shitty bar piano. <laughs> Uh, oh, so the stinger scene, it's not really much of a stinger scene, but I guess it tells you at least this marriage lasted two months because the end, there's a shot of them. They're back in some farm country, presumably the same town. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they're like, it's snowing. Mm-hmm. It's like snows everywhere, snow falls, snow on the ground, and they're like playing in the snow. And it's like, all right, well, they got married in autumn, and I guess that lasted at least until winter. And yeah. What is this in the, the snow? An infinity stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give that back to me. I had to put it up Chris Maloney's ass. <laughs> he likes the sizzle it makes. Oh. <laughs> it's an anal bead. It's not an infinity. It's an anal bead, sweetie. Man, I'll tell you what. It would be awesome if, stink. if Thanos fucking took out half of this town, man. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Do you think that Julia Roberts, when he snapped his fingers, yes, that's it? Oh, yeah. She's probably. Out of it. Also, it would set the record straight with all these fucking twins and triplets. Even that out a little bit. <laughs> Bring that a little more back to the normal. The stinger scene should be fucking Chris Maloney hanging in a closet. That's <laughs> Yes. Or Donald Logue. Well, or Chris Maloney Bob. at least finds happiness. No, that drunk never does. So that guy should kill that himself. That guy's yeah, just dead in a gutter yeah. in Manhattan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, would anybody recommend this movie? No, it's it's way too long. And I, I do like Julia Roberts and stuff. Richard Gere is fine in some things. It just I don't find this movie cute at all. Like I, I actually like literally I think the, the 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 concept of jilting somebody at the altar is a really bad idea to do to somebody. It's a, yeah. a publicly humiliating thing. It's very self centered. Just dump them beforehand. Uh, no, I I, I I it's a big no for me. I just don't think Julia Roberts really works. I know it's what she made her money off of, but I don't think she really works on romantic comedies. If yeah. I'm being honest, I think she's, she's a good better. dramatic actress. And she's a good dramatic. I, like I, I know we differ on this, me and Steve, but uh, I love her in Aaron Brockovich, and I think that's a really good movie. I gotta rewatch that. I feel. Yeah, I need Aaron to Brock. And she's good in the first uh, Oceans, Oceans Eleven. She's good in that. Hey, Aaron, everyone's drinking this bad water. <laughs> Me, it's your frog boss, Albert Finney. Put a sweater on, sweetheart. Sorry. Oh my God, I also would not recommend this movie, despite Hector Elizondo's appearance. Um, not even, not even Elizondo could save this one. No, I mean it's just it's way too long. I was thinking back on her other movies. He's like, I think I liked uh, my best friend's wedding more than this. I definitely uh, I would agree yeah. with that. So, because at least that movie's fucking crazy and like hides that less. Yeah, yeah. And you got Cameron Diaz. There's a lot of fun in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these both of these characters are contemptible and uh, <laughs> they don't deserve each other. Exactly. I mean, not that they don't deserve happiness. Exactly. So pass. <laughs> yeah. No. I it, this was torture uh, watching this one. I. It's not even a hangover movie. It will exacerbate your hangover, so please use caution if you're hungover <laughs> yeah, and you got prepared. TNT on at 11.30 in the morning on mm-hmm. a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I do like Julia Roberts. I remembered liking Aaron Brockovich at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's been... She's I, really good. Closer, as, as much as I made yeah. fun of it, she's really good in that movie. She is very good in that movie. That movie's a movie... You should probably kind of like only watch one time. Yes. But I've seen it like three or four times. It's not a date night film. Oh, absolutely not. 
Um, but she's even getting like confessions of a dangerous mind. Yeah, uh, I like her in that. I like um, that movie a lot. I, you know, we were making fun of it, and it is an episode, but she's good in conspiracy theory. She's good in Ocean's Eleven. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there are other things you can see both of them in yes. that just don't even happen to be. Just don't let it happen to be this yeah, movie. I think is this. the idea. And also, also uh, fuck Pretty Woman. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it. Um, not good in a while. I remember Jason Alexander is a bit of a problematic character. Oh in that yeah. Movie. Oh, oh yeah. you were saying you don't like the movie. Yeah, I thought I you were just saying the plot of Pretty Woman. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is Runaway Bride, directed by Gary Marshall. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or patreon.com slash we hate movies. And sometimes it is, I, I, we never do this, it is 12.15 on a Saturday afternoon right now. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, and we are just about to do a power hour and watch <laughs> Eclipse, the third Twilight movie, yep. for a commentary that is exclusive to patrons so that's going to be released in july i don't think this is going to go well uh but we're going to do it anyway that is at the eight dollar level catch up we have two other twilight commentary tracks available right now yeah there's a ton of stuff rambo and terry so there it is patreon.com slash we hate movies check it out for yourself uh rate and review the show wherever you get it we greatly appreciate it facebook.com slash we hate movies and we're on twitter at whm podcast uh steve sadak next week the summer blockbuster extravaganza continues what do we got going on we are watching the film eraser for next oh, week oh man oh. arnold arnold's big return to the With show like glowing super bullets i don't remember yeah, why it's bullets. like a rail guns or something yeah like i need a vacation <laughs> So until next week, where we're talking about oh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger He fights an alligator movie. in that movie. He absolutely he does. does. That, that so. alligator's fake as fuck, as I recall. Yeah. So we'll talk about that and so much more with Eraser next week on We Hate Movies. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.